So, welcome everyone. My name is Vanessa Menendez Covelo, and this is the Fresh Needle Podcast, where I talk to fresh acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine graduates and students about their experience in studying or setting up a clinic during these uncertain times of COVID-19. Our guest today is Zoe Gong. Zoe was born in Shanghai, and as it is the case with many TCM practitioners, she started her journey by healing herself from breast tumors skin rashes, amenorrhea, and joint pain. In 2015, she moved to New York, where she obtained a BS in nutrition and public health from New York University, a 200-hour yoga certification, a Meridian yoga certification, and she is currently pursuing her dietitian credentials and her MS in traditional oriental medicine at the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. On top of, on top of all these achievements, Zoe is a TCM nutritional chef an accomplished artist, and she has an Instagram profile with um, one with eleven point eight thousand followers. Welcome, Zoe. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for those kind words. It is an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I actually saw you yesterday. You did a live streaming session with um, Jill Blakeway of um, yes, Nova. I did. We made um, medicinal porridge for tea and blood. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. I saw Jill, she came to London a couple of years, maybe three years ago, I think, um, for a week course that we were doing in um, fertility with, um, you know, acupuncture. Yeah. And she was fantastic. I know. I met her at an event um, in, in New York and we connected right away. So we, we've been wanting to do something together, but we're always busy. So this is actually, you know, we're all doing self-quarantine. So it's a fantastic time for us to connect and, and share some knowledge. Yeah, people. she has a fantastic book um, on energy medicine. Really, oh, yeah. really good. Yes. Great. So um, to start with, I would really like to hear about your own healing journey, particularly um, from breast tumors, which is, I have found one of women's biggest fears. We're always wearing, you know, we're always um, touching our boobs, checking for changes, looking for it. So I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people. So would you like to tell me about your journey? Yeah, so um, the journey kind of started really when I first came to the United States. I was 16 and I went to a boarding school. Um, so my diet completely changed from, you know, a Chinese diet to an American one. And I remember I was having bagels and cream cheese and brownies for the first time in my entire life. Uh, so everything was very new. So just after uh, three months of eating that diet, I started to have all kinds of problems. I First of all, I gained about 15 pounds. Um, and then I started to have, uh, in the next a year and a half and two years, I, had, I started to develop joint pain. I could hear my knees when I was walking um, and I could... Just uh, I, I I was having skin rash all the time. I had to go to a hospital for steroids twice mm -hmm. a month to stop them, and I had those rashes all over my body. It's very weird everywhere. Um, they will come and go, come and go. Um, and then I I also um, discovered I had um, a breast tumor. Uh, so I was very uh, nervous, of course, at that time because all those problems that I did ha did not have before. Um, and, I, of course, I went to the doctors, but they couldn't really help me. You know, they wanted to take out the 
tumor. They wanted to give me steroids just to calm the inflammation down. But I, they still don't know what is happening. They just basically told me it's stress because of school, because of the change of environment. Um, so I really had to do research on my own. Um, and I, of course, went on internet like everybody would do. Uh, and I, I, I kind of realized, you know, it's probably the food when I, when I just start to think about it carefully. So I started to learn nutrition um, online for myself and I started to change the diet. You know, it's from not eating so much processed food to um, become mostly plant-based because the doctors did tell me to eat less animal products um, due to the hormones in it. Um, just I had a lot of trial and error, trial, trialing different things and see what's working and what's not. Um, but just after um, a month, after I um, become almost completely plant-based and eating whole foods, my skin rash completely disappeared. It was wow. like mad. I even had uh, a lot of acne before that uh, since I was uh, in middle school. And those mostly was gone too. And at that moment, I was just fascinated by uh, what food can do for our body. And that's when, you know, I had to kind of choose my major for college. Um, So I was like, okay, I want to do health. I want to understand why uh, food is so powerful and I want to help other people to experience that too because through the two years of healing myself with food and understanding food a little bit more and also my body um, and adding movements like yoga um, in my daily life I, I felt like a completely different person you know I, I could concentrate better I felt happier it is beyond just physical changes that I was experiencing um, so I just really wanted to do that and NYU offered a really amazing program where I got to learn about food in a very holistic way so of course I had my main class there in nutrition the nutritional sciences but I also had cooking classes I had food and art classes I have oh, wow. classes so it's a very well-rounded um, program and combined uh, with the second major of global public health where I could understand the bigger picture. I say during this pandemic, what kind of nutrition support we need to give to the general public, what students are eating. So I think those are very important too uh, on a bigger level. Um, yeah, so then, um, but when I got into college, I think that's the time I had my first surgery for the breast tumor. And luckily it was a benign tumor. So thank God. Um, but then the doctor did tell me um, it would come back again and again because it's a repetitive form of tumor. Um, but luckily mine didn't, mine come back once, but and after that it did not come back. So um, I think it's probably because I was after the second tumor, I became more careful about what I eat. Really have no dairy um, at all. And um, very little animal product, mostly seafood, if I ever ate any. And that, that's how I think it got really you know, controlled very well. And now um, my diet has um, 
some seafood and sometimes even really good quality eggs, but it hasn't come back yet. So which I'm I'm um, happy about. That's probably um, because um, the addition to Chinese medicine. You know, after um, during college, I got to do all the culinary th- things, and inevitably I I was reconnected to my roots, Chinese medicine. Um, I started to, uh, my mom, first started with my mom. My mom took me to an acupuncturist because I had some um, women's health period issues, and that helped me tremendously. And it was a different kind of help. I think, you know, um, like Western kind of nutrition and healthy food, salads, avocado, smoothie, they're definitely good things, packed with nutrients. But with TCM, I felt it was just it feels like love. It's like a loving, healing practice. It is gentle. It is warm. It feels like warm. Um, and, and I really like it. And then I, I realized this is where I come from. I, I, I then thought back to what I was eating before all those problems. I realized there were a lot of healing foods in our diet. Goji berry just in the soup, you know, jujube water, and all those herbs are in our blood. It's in our daily cuisine. It is in the language that we speak. Just so much lang- so much medicine is already in our language, and I felt that was fascinating. And I, you know, I always love art, and I would look at um, uh, uh, Chinese art, Chinese paintings, Chinese old old Chinese books. And there were food were mentioned. Food and art was con- very much connected. Um, so I, I started to read all recipe books. And I found so many healing philosophies very applicable for even today. And so, sometimes I even felt it made more sense to me, TCM nutrition, uh, than uh, West nutrition. Because TCM nutrition was so individualized and so flexible. It's about finding the balance for each person. And then um, I kind of just did self-study on reading those things. Um, And it it made me feel even better than before, especially mentally, I think. Um, I, I had a better idea about how to heal myself, not just be on a very um, restrictive diet that's recommended for the for everybody as if they are the same, but it's not. So, um, yeah, so after Chinese medicine came into my life, I, I graduated uh, the NYU and uh, I started a dinner table cooking TCM foods. And then I went to um, a TCM school for, for master's right now so that's amazing yeah. <laughs> and it, it really, yeah it really resonates with me because I had a, a very similar experience in that I did a master's degree and I, I went to Cambridge University uh, from from Spain where I'm originally from and um, during that year I was eating all this um, really um, stodgy student food and it was quite similar. I put a lot of weight. I got a little bit depressed. But the interesting thing is that I think that's a fairly common experience to a lot of young people when they move out and, and you know, they leave as students. But I've not seen that many people then kind of like reverse that trend and go back to their roots. Because lately I find myself reading um, old Spanish cookbooks for the same reason, because in Spain, food is love. 
Food is love, yeah. and that's how we express our love to, to our people that, that we care about. And there is so much energetic value into cooking the food that, you know, that, that your family has eaten for generations. Totally. I completely agree. Uh, food is uh, so much love and love is the best medicine. But now I think it's hard for people, for especially young people to go back to that. Even a lot of my Chinese friends don't know anything about Chinese medicine cooking, Chinese medicine cuisine, because I think there's just not a good presentation of the medicine. Um because you know, you go to Chinatown, you see those dried things in big bags, seems completely edible. How can they even, without a knowledge, incorporating those in their diet? Um, that's why I wanted to do this. I want to modernize it a little bit and translate it, explain it, represent it in a way that people can be interested in, even nowadays. And then they will realize how easy it can be and how delicious those herbs can be. Yes, and that is fabulous because I've been I've been following your Instagram for quite a while, thinking, "Oh my Thank God, <laughs> I wish I could be in New York and I could go to her, you know, to her supper clubs." But now with this um, COVID nineteen pandemic, you've started doing these videos, and it's great because you know I have like this list of foods in my head that I think, okay, these are bitter, these are sour, these are you know these foods help the spleen, but it's actually really nice seeing them in actual recipes and in actual foods that then you think okay yeah, yeah this porridge looks really nice yes yes totally i was glad i started this you know um thanks for the pandemic even though it's a terrible thing but i think um it really made me more creative i guess mm. you know studying staying at home i always thinking about what can i do now um and then the the cooking show happened um, yeah, so I will be posting more recipes for sure, um, just um, just just to share what I we will cook some ch healthy um, Chinese cuisine with herbs. Yeah, fantastic! Looking forward to that. Um, so now you're studying for your MS in uh, traditional Oriental medicine. So um, how's that going? How are you? Um, experiencing it and what are your plans for the future because you are so multidisciplinary you're like a renaissance woman you do art you do cooking you do healing so think more about your views on your own evolution yeah totally so um this is i'm actually only in my first year of the program um, because before I was doing my dietitian training, working in a hospital for a bit, um, I, I mean, I, I really like it. Uh, just to all the classes interest me a, a lot um, to know the foundations of the medicine and to find connections uh, with medicine and, and literature and art. Um, I think I am very lucky to be able to speak Chinese as a native language. Because, as I said, a lot of the medicine is already in our language. You know, when you study the Zhang and Fu, and it's just already, I already understand it. Uh, I always tell my friends, if you speak Chinese, you probably know 10% of the Chinese medicine already. Uh, and I, I found that fascinating. Um, and it was also good to see, you know, people from all over the world, so Americans, Europeans, uh, uh, 
Latinos, Latinas, like studying Chinese medicine, they are all very interested and they believe in this ancient healing uh, tradition. So um, that was that's very inspiring for me to see. Um, and I also loved um, how holistic studying Chinese medicine is. At least in my school, I had to study Tai Chi, I had to do Twina, Chinese massage, and then we have clinic observation where I could actually see uh, how practitioners are treating patients and what patients' concern is. Um, and I didn't think people were afraid of needles somehow, like because I wasn't afraid, you know, it didn't occur to me, but people were really nervous sometimes. Um, all these little things and and um, just made me fall in love with Chinese medicine more and more. Um, and again, coming back to all the things I do, I think I do think they're all connected. Just like the uh, modalities of Chinese medicine, moxa, uh, massage, herb, food, they're all together, even though they're very different things, but they work on the same fun- foundations of meridians, of energy, of balance, of yin and yang, of elements. So I think what I do, they're very much connected too, and, and they do give me... Um, all kinds of new inspirations and allow me to really broaden um, the way I see things um, and to kind of, uh, then I can relate to a lot of different people in different fields. Um, so I, I, yeah, I love what I do. And I, my focus is definitely uh, Chinese medicine um uh, food therapy and from this starting point I could do art I use the herbs to paint my art um, and I do recipes and for the photography I do it's also herb related um, so yeah yes um, I actually used to be terrified of needles I, I had a lot oh, of yeah. experience oh my god when I started going <laughs> to acupuncture um, it used to be there used to be 10 minutes of negotiation with my acupuncturist <laughs> so, particularly around liver three liver three was like oh maybe today I cannot take it <laughs> yeah I know I, I'm, I don't know I, I, I guess I like pain I like the sensation of pain a little bit I remember the first or second session they were doing blood Letting on my oh wow right here yeah. I was like wow this is so cool <laughs> <laughs> so you really got into that kind of like yes you know strong feelings and st- strong sensations yeah it's totally. a good feeling yeah it's a good feeling I guess maybe that's why I like tattoos you know yes yes I would imagine that you know if you have tattoos you are not that scared of needles <laughs> yeah. These are so much worse than the acupuncture needles. Yes, I have one. I have one, and um, I remember uh, when they, you know, when they draw the first line, and you think, "Oh my God, this really hurts!" But now I can't, you know, you can't stop. You need to sit until the end of it. (laughs) Yes, yes, and there's this weird, not weird, weirdly good sensation. Sometimes you can feel the thing like your body goes through the needle I don't know how I could feel the energy kind of just like go through the needle it was a very interesting sensation that I felt during my first acupuncture session yes I think actually the thing that at least, um, you know, now that I have well, I used to have a little clinic, it's closed now, but um, my patients sometimes, you know, I would put a needle somewhere and they would feel somewhere else in their body and it really freaks them out they're like how does this work and i was like well yeah i know right yes it's fantastic so do you think 
What's your favorite acupuncture, moxa, twina? Among those three? Yeah. Herb. Uh, wow, it's very hard to choose. Um, I really love moxa. I just, you know, to, to uh, as a patient. In China, we have those moxa studios, moxa clinic that do exclusively moxa. And it is fantastic. They have, they're very professional. They have um, a, a big kind of tube that they can put on you so the smoke will just go. Oh, wow. It's not noisy at all. So there's no extra smoke in the room and the, the moxa is just thick. Because a huge moxa, the, the practitioner have to use a big clamp to, to moxa on your belly. It's just so oh, warm, oh. wonderful. And you just lie there and it's the best thing, you know. Um, I think I, I really love, I love the smell and I love how it's also based on an herb that I cook. Um, do you cook with uh, mox, ma Chinese mugwort? I have to do a uh, fresh Mostly ah. fresh mugwort, uh -huh. but if you have dried mugwort, you can boil your egg in it with jujube dates. It's a classic recipe, actually. Oh, I'm totally going to try that. Yeah, yeah, try it. Start from little because sometimes the moxa, depending on the ones you get, might be a little bit bitter. Uh -huh. But try it. It's a really good for, for women's health. Yes, yes. My first experience of moxa was moxa on my belly for all my, you know, menstrual problems. And I loved it. She used the box, you know, and... and She placed the box oh, on my belly. Yeah. It was such a nice feeling that I remember, actually, even before I went to school, I bought the moxa and the, and the yeah. box. Yes, totally. Just wonderful. I think everybody should have some moxa stick and do it for their friends at home. Um, so, such a wonderful thing, I think. I think so. Fantastic. So um, let's talk about your Instagram. So... Um, I first came across it when someone regrammed. It was a point location photograph, um, and it was it was beautiful. And you know, there's this artistic sensibility that comes through it. But also, I think what caught my eye is that some of those photos are also quite sexy, really. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in a, in a really beautiful way. So, um, where does your inspiration come from? Tell me about your creative process. Right. I think I don't think too much when I post something. So, so you know, a lot of uh, influencers, they have a post schedule. Yes. I never have that. I just kind of post um, whenever I feel like to post today. I would get inspiration from seeing others post. And, okay, I think this is cool. And I'm going to make it into something TCM related to use that image to explain something that I want to share. And in terms of myself, I really actually don't like to take pictures of myself. But um, I, so there's no really pressure. I just, I have a, like a tripod at my house. I just do that, use that to show um, because Meridian TCM is very intimate. It is very body, human body based. And I am not shy of showing uh, the human figure. I think it's amazingly beautiful. So um, yeah, the, this is, uh, I just, uh, My, I get my inspiration uh, just randomly, I guess. I don't think about it too much, and I do want to show my authentic self. I wouldn't think, oh, is it just too uh, – I, did I show too much skin? Is, is gonna, people going to think that way? I don't, th I don't think about it. I just do whatever I want to do. I think it's important to be authentic on Instagram because there are – 
it can be very toxic, right? You definitely yes. have to about social media. So I think then it becomes even more important to to be honest to yourself and to others online. And this way, I think people really resonate to it too. Um, they they will feel your um, characteristic, feel your personality online. Maybe not completely, but it does go through there. Yes, yes, and I I have to admit, I so. You know, I, I struggle with Instagram because I used to just post random stuff. And then I thought, no, I need to make it a bit more professional. Uh, then I took pictures of my clinic. And now, you know, I've started putting up photos of myself. Um, but, you know, I, I, I hate looking at myself in photos. I, I put up a video the other day and I was like, oh, my God. I love my, I, you know, I hate my double chin. And, you know, I look old uh, because you go through Instagram and there's the um, there's almost like you get bombarded with one very specific female image you know yeah. it's very very specific it's, it's and I think you know most of the world doesn't look like that yes I, I agree and it, I think it's important for all of us to understand that uh, you know, I, as a girl, it's kind of common. I look at Instagram and say, wow, her body is amazing. I want to be like that. I think it's very common for us to have that. Um, but also, we just also need to be a little bit more, I always say, tell my friends, just just be more chill, you know. Um, I think studying TCM really, really helped me on that because it got me kind of really closer to some Buddhist thinking. Yes. Um, about being kind to yourself and to others and be satisfied uh, with yourself. I think it's the hardest thing because we, I think biologically we are designed to be hard on ourselves when we want to be better and we, we envy others. That's a very common feeling. But how do we transform that to self-care, um, to love our body, to also appreciate others? Um, at the same time and I think that can be a very powerful thing when you are comfortable with uh, how you are and when you kind of tell yourself um, others love me too and I love everybody else like compassion for all um, this is just I think so important in this social media world uh, whereas a lot of hatred harsh comments and insensible comments uh, online and, and how do you divert that energy of focusing on that harsh comment to something else that's very pos positive um, and I, I highly recommend to all the TCM students practitioners um, I think build a good online profile is very, very important. All that I do could not exist without Instagram. And I did not, in the very beginning, I hated idea of sharing things on Instagram, sharing my life or, or just uh, posting a lot because I guess I'm kind of old school. You see like those old school things I have. Um, I didn't, I think it's just so much, less romantic to do things online. Um, but I realized this is how it is for this world. And there you can really also create a great impact online if you use it very well. And you can build so many connections like the one we are having right now um, online. And there are tons of great people that you will have this opportunity to get connected to if you have um, your online presence. You never know who will see you. Yes.
And I love, I love what you said about, um, you know, loving yourself and then loving others, because something I noticed when I started treating patients, even in the student clinic, so many times someone would come and say, oh, I'm really sorry, um, I haven't shaved my legs, it's very common, or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry, I'm a bit overweight, and to me, I... I that is not even a factor. Like, you know, um, I had a, a teacher, a very good teacher who said, you have to love every patient that you have. And that's how I feel, you know, and it hasn't happened yet that I have a patient come through the door that I don't love. Um, and I don't know, I, I guess I would refer them to someone else if I couldn't make that connection. I think that connection of, you know, loving them in, and caring for them. I think the healing cannot occur if you don't, I completely, I completely agree. Chinese medicine, as I said in the beginning, is about love, right? We actually touch patients. We we feel the the pulses. Now, as you go to a hospital, the doctor doesn't really even have to touch you at all. Um, but we diagnose through touch, through through the smell, through uh, feeling the energy of the patient, and we comfort them by letting them feel our ours. Uh, so when I'm cooking, always happy thoughts. When I'm sad, I, I don't cook for people. I can because I, I really think the, the energy will be into my food. And sometimes I even play some mantra when I'm cooking, I'm prepping. I think it's just, uh, I know it sounds, there's no scientific proof, no nothing. But I, I do think it is something beyond the biomedical science uh, and energetics, energy, I think is super, super important. I, and I've been feeling it. You know, once my heart is more open, when I started to do what I actually love, um, a lot of good, I think there's a lot of attractions. You attract a lot of good energy, a lot of the right things, the universe, so, and you are aligned. Um, and in that way, if our practitioners, so we're we're healers, we we support our patients and go on a journey with them. Um, and to do that, I think ourselves we need to nourish ourselves, to be um, uh, aligned with what we really are, who we really are, and then we can I think that way we can help better help others. Absolutely. Um, my mom has this friend that used to have us around for dinner from time to time. Best cook ever. And we always kept asking her, is it that you use this herb? Is it that you do? What do you do? And she always said, I cook with love. Yeah. And that, that really was, it really is quite amazing. So, um, you know, the last, the last point I had um, here in my little list was the COVID-19 situation. So you mentioned that you might you know, you might go back to Shanghai for a while if you can continue your studies online. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the pandemic in general? How's your family doing? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it still feels surreal, even though I have, we have been four months uh, into it. And, and for me, it has been particularly long because when it first started in China in end of December, I've been, you know, watching news in, in Chinese media about it and family telling me about it. And then now it's here. So for me, it's the whole epidemic. I, I, I feel like I was in it. Um, 
And there, China is doing very well now. My family are all in Shanghai, and they told me the city is eighty five percent back to normal.、Mm. People are working. The school is still closed, but people are working. They're going out.、Uh, restaurants, some are open already. So it was really,、uh, I was really glad to hear that. Um, and um, I think, of course, the pandemic is an unfortunate thing. We lost so many lives, but at the same time.、Um, I, I found a lot of inspirations during this pandemic. First,、uh, the cooking classes I was giving、uh, started because of the self quarantine. I, I felt like I want to share something at home, and I also want to put myself together. I was realizing I was just like not washing my face, so、yes. <laughs> sitting on my couch every day. I was like,、oh, I should do something so I can, you know, put on some makeup and 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 connect with people. So that's how I started.、Um, but then also, I was happy to see how Chinese medicine was used for COVID nineteen. Around eighty to ninety percent of the patients in the infected patients in China were treated with. Uh, Chinese medicine combined with Western medicine,、yes. and they have been proven to be effective.、Um, and our government approved it, and, and they talked about it during press conference and everything.、Um, so I was really, really glad to hear that.、Um, and also in New York, at least,、um, a lot of Chinese people are, are seeking the help of Chinese medicine. Um, so in Chinatown, <laughs> all the COVID nineteen related herbs are, are kind of hard to buy. <laughs> And the clinic I, I work with, the pharmacy I work with, is super busy. They had to close their doors and and use all their、um, shelves for their merchandise to to put herbs, to make herbs, to make herbal packs.、Um, so、uh, and it is a good great marriage for、uh, TCM and and Western medicine together to fight this、um, pandemic together. And in China, they were handing out、um, the vacuum packs. For free as a prevention for general public, and, and people responded to it.、Um, so、uh, that's also wonderful for me to see. And then、uh, the reason why I want to go back is not because I'm scared in New York.、Um, it's because I well I usually go back in the summer anyway.、Um, and then I, I'm I'm feeling this skin hunger. As said by New York Times, New York Times had this wonderful post、uh, on skin hunger because I live alone, and there's just no physical contact at all. Yes, there's no hug, no handshaking, you know. And I, I don't like that. I I like to touch people. I like to have my massage. I have other people touching me. Um, so I has been. I have this this skin hunger that I I think is I want to um. Yeah, that's why I want to go back to Shanghai to to have that. It is, it is a very it's a very real thing.、Um, you know, I I do I do a lot of yoga too. I do Ashtanga yoga,、um, where you do a lot of you get physically adjusted by your teacher. And you know, unfortunately,、um, you know, in the last few years, there's been a lot of controversy around. Touch in yoga, but I really hope we we don't get to the point where teachers cannot physically help students anymore. Because you know, a lot of people these days, a lot of people live on their own, and a lot of people are very busy. And exactly, your your skin hungers for touch, for that connection. 
Totally. And, and in the article, it also says uh, with some loving physical touch, some people's immunity can go up. They could be happier. And there are a lot of health benefits about touching. And we all heard, you know, the babies that were touched yes. uh, tend to grow better. Um, so I feel like this, of course, still applies to us, even though we are adults. Um, so I just really wanted that. I think I'm going to go crazy. I'll go crazy if I, um, I'm like being alone for like three more months. So I really want to go back. And, um, another reason is I want to also want to share what China has, uh, how we are dealing with the pandemic and also the amazing ingredients I could get my hands on, uh, and to show off you because this is a great season for all the fresh produce in my city and something I just cannot get in New York City. Mm. Um, so, and also let's say the Moxa clinic, the massage places when I, you know, I imagine in, in July, uh, everything gets better. Hopefully the virus is mostly gone. Then I can get to show you those places as well. Um, so yeah. Um, I know what you I, mean I, about the ingredients. Um, not so much anymore, but when I first moved to the UK, quite often I would travel with olive oil from Spain. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes. yes, Spain has fantastic olive oil. And for many years, you just couldn't find it here. Not, not the one I would normally consume. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I love olive oil. I, oh. I love Spanish cuisine. Um, at the tapas, I think they're just so wonderful to share this little bit. Yes, and again, it's that kind of you know, in a way, it's love because in Spain, what usually happens is you go to a bar for a glass of wine and you will get some tapas for free. You know, it's almost like you know you're getting this little gift of food with with your with your wine. Amazing. And you guys eat so late. Am I right? In Spain? Yes. Very late. Yes. Okay. So what you and I will do is one day we'll connect and I'll teach you how to cook a Spanish omelette. Oh, amazing. (laughs) There's there's a Spanish tapas restaurant just right across my house. They have this Spanish tapas, kind of like a tortilla. Uh Uh-huh. That's round. Inside, there is a an egg. We're cutting to it. The egg yolk kind of, it's so good. It's like a round egg omelet. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> delicious. Right. Well, I really hope you can you can go back to Shanghai. Um, I hope um, mm-hmm. you know the restrictions on travel lift soon, and and you can. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes, it's um it's interesting times that we're living, but you know it it. A lot of good stuff comes out of that. Of that. Yes, yes. Great. So many thanks for talking to me today, Zoe. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, for our listeners, Zoe's Instagram account is Zoe. Oh, Zoe, you'll have to say it for me. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Zoe Xingyi Gong. That's my Chinese name, Xingyi. Xingyi. You know, like the flower, the TCM flower that's for the lung, Xingyi. <laughs> Yes, I I, um, I struggle already with English, but one day, one day, my brain will change and I'll oh, be into that language. Perfect. <laughs> so everyone, please visit her Instagram and her webpage. Really fantastic stuff. Um, we're looking forward to more cooking videos. And um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Wonderful day. Bye-bye.